morning, good evening, and possibly even good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you are listening to this, I thank you and I welcome you in to another edition of the Shallow Oceans Podcast. I am your humble shepherd through the valley of consciousness, the guide and the moderator to your enjoyment of entertainment, and simply a human being enjoying this thing we call life with you. And I'm so glad that you could spend some time with me for another fun and interesting conversation. And I'd like to start tonight by asking you this one thing. Who are you? Who are you? And you can take that in a multitude of ways. Your initial response might be something as, Well, I'm Alex. I'm Alex Tyshirt. Okay. Well, who is that? That's a man who is now 32 years old. Okay. And who is that? Well, that's somebody who has been thoroughly engaged in entertainment as a career path and also as a hobby for about eight years now. Okay. And who is that? Well, that's somebody who has found throughout his entire life Everything he has been through has led him up to this exact moment. Okay, and who is that? Well, that was an individual who wasn't quite sure of who he was, his purpose, or where he was going to go in this life. Okay, and who is that? I think you're getting the idea of where I'm going with this conversation. And for some reason, if we really think about it to its core minimum, when somebody asks you a question... It's usually an interesting or auto-response answer, correct? And when somebody asks you who you are, a lot of the time, if it's not as simple as just trying to get your name or something simple about who you are as a person, a lot of the time, we answer that question with ideologies, either history of experiences, our belief systems, or even things that are objective-based of things that are structurally the persona, and the representation of how we live. But at the core minimum, when I ask that question, and I ask you that question, when I ask who you are, I mean that as the most bare sense of any question I could ask you. And if you ask for kind of a more elaborate reasoning for that, I think it's because we have never truly been asked who we are as people. And if you think about it, if we were to remove religion we were to move politics, we were to move society, your family, your friends, everything and anything that has ever become who you are, and you take away anything you identify as, and I ask you the question again, who you are, what would you say? And what would your response be if you had a moment to think about it? Now, I've asked myself that question so many times over these past few years, Because no matter what path I seem to be going down, or whatever deters me, or whatever takes me a certain way, I always find myself back to the same place. And it's kind of interesting. And not even in an eerie way, or in some kind of attribute of saying, you have a set fate in front of you, and no matter what you do, you will always fall back onto it. Now, that could be some sense true, but what at the bare minimum is who you are as a person, And I think I'm getting closer to that answer, and I hope you find yours one day. And that's why I started this show tonight by asking you who you are. And so if you ask me and say, okay, Alex, well, 
I'm going to answer with a question. Who are you? Mr. Shallow Oceans, the man who seems to sit here and has so much say into so many things, he seems so well prepared, always has some quirpy line, has the silver tongue, the fox himself. You seem to be so articulately ready to even create your own words and to make me demonstratized or even desensitized or ostracized. Who are you, at the bare minimum, if we stripped everything away that you know? My answer would be simple now, and it would be one word. I'm an experience. And I'm simply enjoying the experience. For some reason, I feel that we are so quick to not only want to find something to stand on, because it seems so scary when you have nothing to support where you are. So if you really think about it, and I have thought about this before, there's a lot of people and friends I know who are scared of the ocean, right? The thought of the deep abyss below them, and in a state of... More of a solid over air. Liquid is a little bit more solidified. It's more fluid, but it's still more solid than air. It's not something you're used to being in. It's a little bit harder to move within, and it slows you down. And the vastness of what is below you almost seems to be infinite. Kind of like the concept of space above you, right? So a lot of people are petrified by that. And if they see photos of somebody in the middle of the ocean having their, I guess you could say, their fins right below them, and just seeing nothingness, and it goes down to pitch black, it terrifies a lot of people. And I think to some extent, when I ask you a question of removing everything that you possibly know, it's almost like I'm throwing you into the middle of the ocean with nothing around you to hold on to, and so it can be very terrifying at first. But what if I told you the ocean that you are stuck within now when I ask that simple question of who you are, is the place you need to be to find out exactly why everything comes from that water. Now, I don't mean to take a scientific standpoint here or a change of information or conversation, but at the bare minimum, water and sunlight are the most essential things next to air that need to make an ecosystem and to sustain life. Without sunlight, we would have nothing. Without water, we would have nothing. Air itself is a part of water. Air is water, if you really break it down. So those are the two most important compounds, right? Well, from those, everything is able to exist. And it all comes down to the microscopic God God particle within everything, right? So if you can take that concept and understand everything comes from a start, that means you yourself and the person you have turned yourself into the actor or actress that you decide to play within your avatar within this world, you have now had a set standard of experiences, family, society, etc. And that conforms within the water, making landmass, making grass, trees, animals, society, everything, right? So when I ask you that question, I don't mean to make you feel like you're stranded in the ocean. So when I ask the question of who you are, It's just simply trying to divulge into the start of what you are. And this doesn't have to be biblical text or even, like I said, something that's going to the bare minimum of the start. I just want you to really question yourself and to really realize who you are. And so for my example, again, when I say I'm an experience, I've had one of the most refreshing, interesting things happen to me in my life throughout all of the years of adventure and the traveling and experiences I've had. And it's the base premise of why this show exists and why I do this for you on such a fun and fonding memory of every single moment I can. Because within this moment, I have become a part of who I am. 
There is nothing planned. There is nothing written down. There is nothing to talk about. There is no ideas of where to pivot to. I have nothing prepared because in this exact moment, I want to see who I am. And that's throwing me into the ocean with nothing around and asking, who are you? I do that every night on this show. The only thing I do is have an idea of something to talk about. And I can promise you, I know I made a lot of promises last podcast, so let's continue the list. I never think about these things even before I sit down. Right now, before I recorded this show tonight, I was rearranging my room to have a better positioning to record because I didn't like how my desk was set up. So rather than actually sitting down and trying to get my thoughts together, I thought, no, let's make it more comfortable. So the experience I'm within is truly and utterly a part of the moment. And so there, I can start to have the articulation with you. I can truly grow my mind and to see where it will take me. And the best part about it is, I have no idea where we're going. Think of it as driving in a car with no set destination. But I'm going to end up somewhere new and possibly maybe somewhere I've always wanted to go if I just took the shot. So when I ask you who you are, I really want you to question what you are and the person you are and the things that have made you who you are. And so the most important part about that question too is not only to have more of an understanding of why you are, who you are, where you are, but to really understand the things that have come along your way that have molded you into who you are as well. And so in doing so, you're able to do more of a full diagnostic checkup on yourself. Because sure, we can get very philosophical and break down the whole cataclysmic understanding of our heritage, society, where everything's going, where we've come from, what is real, what is fake, what is made up, what is Hollywood inscripted, what is real, right? But I want you to have more of a self-idolization when I ask that question and to not go too deep because the purpose of why I think I'm doing this one for you right now is I think maybe you are still not sure of who you are. And so for somebody like myself to ask you that sincere question is just trying to help you kind of put the pieces together or maybe add in some different type of elements within your dish, maybe put a more couple seasonings in there to maybe find the right taste for you. And so if you're somebody who is somebody that loves to be a part of community and you love to be around people, you're very extroverted, you're very social, you're somebody who has had such an easy time making friends and also within your work engagements, your family friends, whether it be holidays or outing events, concerts, wherever you go, you notice that you're very easily a part of the scenario. And you can make yourself become a part of it by simply not only blending in, but feeling like it was meant for you and becoming a part of it. One of the best advices I've ever gotten from, shout out to Jim Jackson, an ex-NBA player. He told me, the best thing you can do anywhere you go is to act like you're supposed to be there. And then guess what? Nobody will question if you should or shouldn't. Because do any of us really know? <laughs> Just because somebody works there doesn't mean they belong there. Just because somebody is in jail right now because of some ba bad things they did in the past or things they have to, you know, maybe reconcile for, doesn't mean they're supposed to be in jail. It just means it's where they are right now. So, to make the best experience out of it, they act like they're supposed to be there. Hopefully not in the darkest ways, but we never know how that goes. <laughs> and 
I'd like to not venture down that way anymore. <laughs> but again, with yourself, right? Think about the family members that are around you. Have you noticed that there's a certain amount of family that you get along with better than others? The type of personalities they have, the attributes, the outlook on life, and the way they carry themselves, right? It's interesting how you've noticed you bond with them so easily, even though you really didn't have to or nothing was asked of you, or even from your parents. Say you have a mother, father, two mothers, two fathers, whatever you have. Maybe you have adopted parents or grew up with uh, outside family members or friends, whatever. The people who helped you or raised you or maybe yourself, whatever it may be, you've noticed that these people who come into your life or out of your life, whatever it may be, some of them are just more pivotal in your growth. Some of them played a bigger part than you even realized at times. And some have actually helped you with that question of who you are along the way. For myself, and I love to talk about everything I've been through because I feel it's a good way to experience it with you and to kind of help you relive it through yourself when you hear my stories. I am somebody who is an utter mama's boy. And I don't mean that in a weird sense because I know a lot of women nowadays, they're like, oh, a mama's boy, he's so soft, he must be feminine, he must be somebody who is just... No, it's the total opposite. If you meet a real man who understands what it means to love his mother, imagine if he welcomed you into his life. And the reason why I say I'm a mama's boy is because, unfortunately, and also fortunately, the only woman that will love you unconditionally with no requirements should be your mother. And I'm fortunate enough to say it is. And so in bipartisan because of that, to see a woman who has nothing but unconditional love for me shows me how to truly appreciate women, just as I have a younger sister. And everything she's been through within her life, yeah, there's about a seven-year gap between us, but anytime I'm with her, I always enjoy her for who she is. Never telling her what to do, never guiding her where she needs to go, never deciding what she has to do, never telling her who she should be with and who she shouldn't be with. That's not my place. With all of you, I will never tell you where you need to go, who you should be with, and at the very bare minimum, who you are. That's not my job. My job here is to present you with information and a question of who you are. And so in getting that love from a mother and seeing everything that goes into being a parent, to raising a child, to seeing how everything goes within bringing me up, to setting my morals and values and seeing the way I was raised and how I need to expect things, and also the programmed intuitions I have of how I expect others to interact with me and taking in the personal, uh, personality attributes, the family traits, whether it be charismatic from her, more emotional from my father, whatever it may be, Everything around you, you're taking things that you feel will best make you, you. And then as you grow and you age, throughout the choices in life and the things you go through, whether the relationships, friendships, family, work environment, societal measures, thing you see on television, Hollywood, news, whatever, you're taking a lot of things in and you're deciding, hopefully, unbiasedly, without anybody else telling you or making you feel that you have to follow these things because you're a bad person if you don't, or basically making you think you need to go a certain way because tribalistically intentionalized and kind of bred into humans along with the worship gene, you feel like you have to be a part of something communal and stuff like that. Hopefully you're not grabbing the wrong thing because you feel it will help you become a part of something or give you purpose. You have to remember that Purpose doesn't have degrees of value. And so, again, me creating content and sitting here and talking with you does not make me more valuable than, say, yourself who's a elementary school teacher. I would argue 
you have more of an effect than I do because the youth is in a very extremely important part of culture and also history right now where technology has been integrated so much with our society they are losing sense of themselves and the human experience of evolving through social interactions and also kind of growing outside of their sense and getting so overstimulated with so much stuff you're a very important person in their life right now whereas me i can only help you become a better person or let's go with somebody who works at a fast food industry or somebody who is a harvard degree lawyer or let's go with the president of a country or whatever it is none of these people have varying degrees of better purpose than you do and i bet you if i asked all of them as well who are you and i really made them break down to the bare naked minimum of themselves do you think they would still hold on to different things that have made them who they are because that's a hard thing to do is to let go of everything to find out who you are i've asked a lot of people who are very religious and i've asked them as well who are you a lot of the time they say uh, son of god daughter of god a believer, a follower, someone with faith, uh, someone of love, a family, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, well, whatever their distinct answer is of the most pivotal thing that they live their life for, let's say we remove that. What are you now? And sometimes, if not a lot, they'll try to grab onto something else that's like a minor. So think of it as college, right? You have your major, the thing that you focused on, that you got your degree for, and then you subbed in a minor just in case of something else to kind of benefit you. And maybe something else you were kind of interested, right? But you still followed your major. Well, rather than falling back into that secondary category, let's not try to grab any category. Who are you? This question might seem even deeper than even I truly fathom. Because asking somebody who they are, I think is almost the base premise of becoming a real person. Now, if you've seen the movie Pinocchio, a Disney movie, it's a very old one as well. There's been a lot of renditions and changes and etc. Uh, shout out to Meat Canyon. There's even some horror versions of it as well. But Pinocchio's whole persona was trying to become a real boy. And in doing so, he was basically following what he saw listening to people around him, very easy manipulative, trying to do whatever he wanted to, following his quote-unquote own path, but doing the things that he thought others who were real would make him and bipartisan real as well. But in doing so, do you really become real, or do you just become really detached to who you should be? And so when I ask you again the question of who you are, what I hope to engage with you and to somehow get you closer to within this life is finding the value of what you are and how to become a true, real person. And when you ask what a real person is, I think that's somebody who understands the moment, the experience, and that the entirety of the world around us, even though there's so much hidden behind the veil, there's so much simplicity in front of all of us and simplified into just common denominators, and also some very elaborate intricacies that are connected so deeply, some of them are just too far from our grasp. But rather than focusing on all of those things, why would I worry about solving world hunger if I can't even feed myself tonight? Why would I worry about paying my mother's house off if I'm still trying to afford my own bills? Why would I be focused on getting the fanciest car the newest Lamborghini, if I can't even get myself a Honda yet. So that's why I think when I ask you who you are, 
I don't want you to grab to things that are part of society, right? A part of the world. Or even on a deeper concept, ideologies and beliefs you think will make you a better quote-unquote person or better than others, thus giving you confidence. Because I've mentioned it before, these social media influencers and these people who think they're gurus or psychiatrists or any of this stuff, they're just trained to believe that they have figured it out. But I truly believe if they did, they wouldn't be telling you what to do. I mean, tell me one time I've ever given you something that you need to do outside of trying to explore yourself and find yourself. When was the last time you did something for the first time? I leave you with questions. So you can come to the own answer yourself and find the reasons for why you believe it. It's the reason why I've said with schooling, the thing that I wish somebody asked me when I was a kid was who I was. Because can you imagine a classroom engagement where rather than having a teacher, you have a presenter. And the presenter presents you with information and some kind of insight or an idea based on some type of critique, ideology, belief system, or just philosophizing or <laughs> philosophically just going through something and questioning and then presenting it to you and saying, what do you think? What do you believe? Do you have any thoughts on it yourself? And unfortunately, I think most of the time when we ask those questions, it's very hard to get a true answer from somebody who really has an idea outside of what they're trained or made to believe because, again, they don't know who they are. How can you tell me what you want if you don't know who you are? How can I expect you to love me if you don't know who you are? And in a society now where everybody who at least makes content or talks the biggest talk kind of makes it seem like they've figured it all out, right? I don't think so. I would almost argue I think they're a little bit further than everybody else. How is it that with all this knowledge you've gained, right? And all this mass amount of wealth you have gotten from drop shipping or TikTok shop ads or whatever it is, these new internet ways of making money, that you start a training program and sell it to people to make them make money as well. It's always confused me, and it seems like a pyramid scheme, unlike almost every single other pyramid scheme I've ever heard of. Because if you've truly figured it out, and you've made a niche for yourself, why would you give it to other people? It just, it's curious to me. Unless you truly have figured it out, and you do want to help people because you know there's enough to go around, then why charge anybody? If you've already made more than enough, why do you need my 20 bucks? Why do you need my 40 Oh, because you're trying to justify it by saying, well, I took the time to figure this out. My time is worth money. Everything in my knowledge you need to pay for. So if you want it, you got to ante up. Nothing's free in life. Okay, that sounds like somebody that has been hurt by the world. That kind of sounds like somebody who tries to act like they have figured it out because somebody else helped them figure it out. And so now they want to continue others helping them figure it out. But never truly breaking the chain, just continuing it, furthering it. And why would I ask people for anything in return if I have the ability to give it to them? It just doesn't make sense. So if my time becomes so valuable, where I'm getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per show, per podcast, per speaking engagement, all this stuff, are you telling me now that to hang out with people, I have to charge them if they're my friends? 
Well, no, that's stupid. Well, who would charge their friends? You enjoy their company. You want them to be around you, so you're, you're going to have good time with them because they're your friends. Mm, but why is it different? Why is the consistency still not there? Because if an event, like say anime, let's say I, I do anime content, right? And an anime event wants me to go out there, so they're paying me, flying me out, getting me a hotel, paying me for my time. Why is that different than hanging with friends? Oh, it's a job. Oh, okay. Well, what decides it to be a job? Because I'm getting paid? That doesn't make sense. I would do it for free if I had the means to because I love doing it. I don't get paid to do this show, nor am I hoping to. I'm hoping to help you ask a question of who you are. But in these kind of soliloquies and these streams of consciousness I just flow with and don't fight it, I feel like I'm getting closer to kind of the concept of what you need to hear about all this. So, again, these people who try to act like they've figured it out, why do they always sound like they're so upset? Or they're so angry? Or they're so just hurt people? Like these people I hear talking about dating world, right? I can agree in saying that, unfortunately... It just seems to be a very shallow marketplace now of a simple answer of everybody thinks they can do better. There's always somebody better out there. They always think they can do better since they have the ability to promote themselves in a constant public dating app persona on any social media platform and anybody can message you at any waking moment. And as soon as I get quote unquote bored, I need something to fill my boredom. Why would I be upset that we're in such a weird time with meeting somebody? Or being authentic? Why would I be shocked to hear more people don't approach now, other people, because they're so afraid of social anxieties, rejection, how they'll be portrayed, what will happen if it doesn't go well, all this stuff, right? When it just kind of comes down to a bare minimum of, why don't I just go say hello? If I see a beautiful woman and she looks at me, say I'm at the gym, right? And I see her and I think she looks great. And she looks at me and I could tell she thinks I look great. We smile at each other. We keep looking at each other's direction. Why would it be bad for me to approach her and just say hello and introduce myself with no objective, no other outside of just saying, you caught my attention. We're both here at the same time. You look gorgeous. You think maybe I'm handsome. I love the way you look and how you're working. Same with me. We seem to respect each other. My name's Alex. It's nice to meet you. Just want to let you know you're doing a great job. Sometimes that goes a long way. Why do I have to have an objective? I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a girl or a lady or whatever, a woman, as I've aged, and every time I have a good interaction, if somebody else is with me, they'll be like, dude, why didn't you get her number? Why? Why do I need to get the number? Is that my objective going to talk to her? Is that who I am? I'm somebody who has to get something out of every interaction or else it's a waste of time or I've missed my shot. If I wanted to, I would have asked. Why do I need to have that in the back of my mind before I even engage with them to make that something? Just like I told you guys last time about that girl at Whole Foods that I gave her a bracelet. Do you know I never introduced myself or gave her my name or vice versa in the months we were talking to each other? I have no purpose out of sight of just enjoying the experience. So when you ask me, who are you? I'm an experience. I'm literally just enjoying everything that comes my way, even the bad. That's why I kept going back for these tattoos. It's absolutely painful, but guess what? It made me feel alive. I was getting something that I could wear for life. 
to represent something I truly enjoy. I didn't get it to look cool, even though it's a bipartisan thing. I mean, true, I didn't need it, but I experienced it because I was brought into somebody's forefront of a new tattoo artist. I was his first anime tattoo he ever did. It just seems like things are working out when you stop trying to be this master strategic, just, you don't need to keep trying so hard. I really believe at the bare minimum of everything, if you really want something out of life, or you really want to find out who you are, and really try to understand if this thing that I'm doing is truly a passion of mine, or something that I really enjoy in life, do you want to know how you'll find out? Expect nothing out of it. Truly expect nothing. If you put your heart and soul into it, and you do absolutely everything possible to be present in that moment, and to be truly engaged, I have a hard time believing you won't get something insanely amazing out of that. At the very least, a little bit closer to the answer of who you are. When things piss you off, ask yourself why. When somebody annoys you, ask yourself why. If something excites you, or somebody you see makes your heart flutter, butterflies in your stomach, somebody inflames you and you get upset just looking at them, or somebody does something at work, your home, family, relationships, whatever, ask yourself why. How is it that Unfortunately, I'm probably the first person to ever ask you, who are you? It's upsetting to me. And I ask myself why? Because I feel as human beings, and as trying to be quote-unquote sentient, or having quote-unquote free will, which I don't think we have, that'll be another episode, why is it that we're so consistently comfortable with just being satisfied? Or just being reactionary. I've thought about this so hard since 2020 and everything that's been passing within this new veil of light. Why is it that we call people sheep that follow what they're told? I feel like calling somebody a sheep is a compliment. Do you know why? Sheep are doing what they're supposed to be doing because their natural instinct is to do as they were, right? So calling somebody a sheep is basically saying, they're doing what they were always meant to. I don't think people are. So calling them a sheep would be actually doing them a benefit rather than what your purpose was to let them know you're not doing what you're supposed to. So why don't you call them more of a robot and saying you're doing what you've been programmed to do, not what you were instinctually always supposed to do as a quote-unquote sentient being. Because if your health isn't right... How do you expect to think truly and tr like wholly in every aspect of that moment? How are you going to ever be able to know who you are if you've never disengaged with everything you identify with? I would like to challenge you moving forward this week. Everything you love to do, stop doing it for a week. See who you are. Do you know what's one thing I absolutely love and I know it's one of the seven deadly sins? Gluttony. I love to eat, especially with how much I work out and how much I burn through calories and everything. I'm, I'm literally like a power plant. It's crazy how much I sweat. I've been trying to gain weight. It's been one of the toughest things to do. 
What I'll get at most is a little bulge right over my lower abs. That's it. And it's like, even that seems to be crazy to me. So, do you know how I challenged myself? I stopped eating for a week. Yeah. Fasting? You can expect that to be a show as well soon. Do you know one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life is stop eating? Now, I'm not playing a nutritionalist. I'm not a herbalist. I am not a doctor. I am a practitioner in practicing for myself things that I wish to talk to you about. Because if I don't do it, where do I get the goal to tell you how things work? That almost seems hypocritical, snake oil seller, and somebody who is a facade of trying to not know who they are, but just trying to guess who they are, right? When I fasted for seven days, do you know it was one of the most interesting experiences and one of the most riveting experiences I've ever had in my life? Just like when I've done a few mushroom trips in my life, psychedelics, there's a reason why they are something that is illegal. That's for another show, but basically, it's because it removes you from self. Which is the simple question of why I asked, who are you? When I stopped eating, you really start to understand and overstand, outerstand, and innerstand and interreflect. You are a prisoner in your body. Do you know for the first three days how pissed off my body was at me? It was yelling, it was growling, it was upset, it was trying to make me tired, all of this stuff to get me to cave. It even tried to get me with a little bit of a headache, but I countered it with Celtic sea salt and water. And guess what happened after that third day? When I woke up the fourth day after barely sleeping, because I don't really need to sleep at this point, there's nothing going wrong with my body besides cleaning, slept like five, six hours, I woke up and everything ceased and I truly felt a part of who I was apart from the body I was within. It was such a riveting experience. And the reason why I think that is so important because I got to find out who I was when my body no longer was something I defined it as. Don't be mistaken. Sure. I like to look good because I want to use the body I was gifted to be within, but I won't be trapped to it. That is where you have me misconstrued or mistaken. Just because I'll work out and wear a tank top sometimes and really let the body show itself off. Do you know what intrigues people? Because then I'll wear a tank top that says plant-based body and all the gym bros lose their effing mind and can't conceptualize. Well, how do you get your protein, bro? I just cut out the middleman. You go to the meat, I go to the greens. The stuff your meat eats to get its nutritional value. Do you know that sea moss has almost a, like 90-something minerals, which your body is comprised of 104 of them? Shilajit, one of the best natural test, uh, testosterone releases the male body can ever go through, is a natural occurring thing. It's just crazy for me to realize everything I thought I was was a lie. And I mean it's a lie because it wasn't who I was. How is it that when I cut out everything I thought I defined myself as, I started to figure out who I was? Now, you'll never understand what it truly means to be in love until you love somebody wholly and heartlessly. And what I mean heartlessly is mean you give them everything, even if it hurts your own heart, to see them have the best ability ever. That means being with somebody for seven years, them telling you they're ready to move on or to do something else, 
and you say, I have nothing but support and I wish you the best. That's coming home after 10 years with somebody, couple kids, and her realizing she loves somebody else. And you tell her, I hope the best for you. Do you know how crazy strong of a person that is? And how truly in love you are if you want somebody else to be their happiest, their best version of themselves? And trust me when I say this too, they weren't the one for you, if that's the case. Somebody unknowingly will change your life unwillingly because they're not going to try to. They're just going to make it happen for you because without even asking, you're both going to obtain a higher level of each other by just being around each other. That's when you start to figure out who you are. When you're in the most dire moments, who are you? There's a piece of bread left. You and some random person you've never met, and you could tell they're on the brink of death. But you damn well feel like it too. But you can go on a little bit longer. You don't know if you'll get food again. They won't. Do you give it to them? Or do you choose yourself? There's a button in the middle of the table in front of you. You push it, a random person in the world out of 8 billion people croaks, and you get a million dollars. I have a pretty easy chance of thinking you'd push that button. That's who you are. You ever seen that first movie of Saw? And I don't care about the franchise, but the first one where they're chained up in this like bathroom area. That was a real test of figuring out who people really are. And I think that's one of the most interesting things in life is that even without any of us really realizing it, we're being tested all the time to see who we really are. And if you can actually sustain and become the best version of yourself. I believe if you really start to dwindle back, take a seat and really breathe a little bit easier and see as everything's passing you by, you might get a little bit better of understanding of what you are within this moment. That's where I'm obtaining and that's what I'm chasing. That's why whenever I have experiences now, I don't want anything out of it. I don't expect nothing out of it. I just want to be a part of it. Because at the very end of the day, I feel like that's closer to what it is. That's the money. So, if I had to really do something of a higher understanding, or to help you on this path of asking yourself a question as to who you are, the best advice I can give you is start to remove yourself from things you identify as. So let's say you're political, right? And let's say you are a die-hard, left or right, whatever way you bleed, you believe this to your core, you push for the, all these values, you instill them in your very fiber of your soul. Stop doing it for a week and see if you change. Now, if you're somebody who's religious, right? I'm not telling you to stop believing in God because that would be saying stop breathing. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have to breathe to keep going in this body. I'm not telling you to stop that. What I'm saying is to stop preaching the word so heavily and start becoming the word. So rather than telling other people what to do or going to church, reading the Bible, live it. If you are really a religious person as you say you are, you should know it by the back of your hand by now. And it should be so simple. Do as God wants. Do as Jesus does. Instill the values of a higher purpose of being unconditional loving. I feel like that should be pretty easy, right? When you're around drama, simply walk away. When somebody tries to start something with you, give them a pardon. 
If something happens that annoys you, counter it. If somebody pisses you off, let it be. Test yourself for a week. Stop thinking you're the chosen people and start being the chosen one. Do you see where I'm getting at? I feel like this question of who we are should be so simple. And I feel like that's why my answer is probably the easiest one I can give you. Who are you, Alex? I think I'm just an experience at the end of the day. And I'm very blessed to know that I got to be a part of this experience to experience within. So at the end of the day, I'm just another one of you. <laughs> and I think that's powerful. Because to have somebody who is so openly, almost in a sense, just comfortable with knowing that they are what they are, not trying to be better, not trying to be higher, not trying to be wiser, but just trying to be better, I think that's a very important thing in life. Do you know how crazy it is to think that just by loving people for who they are, you can almost love yourself better? By not trying to conquer women as a man, and I can say this because I'm highly heterosexual, I love women. Do you know how awesome it's been to not want to conquer, raise my body chart, count whatever it is, and sleep with all these women? Sure. I might have an easier chance than most because of how I'm very articulate. I have no problem engaging with people. I can go to an environment and make friends very easily. But how does any of that benefit me just to do that? I feel like that takes a part away from me because I'm being very shallow with these people then. Especially the women. I want to be a part and present and find somebody who can really connect to me on a level I didn't think I could find. Somebody who can challenge me when I've always been challenging myself and find an easy way to just make me more a part of the moment. So then when one day they ask me, hey, um, Alex, what's up, babe? Who are you? Maybe I can have an even better answer than just an experience. Maybe it's just the moment. Maybe I can even say I am you. That'd be crazy. <laughs> so I hope you're doing well. And I hope that all of these enjoyments and engagements we're having, and especially these conversations, I hope that they lead you to a better path and understanding of yourself. And even if this is something that you don't vibe with, I would like to apologize in saying that I'm sorry I couldn't be the person you needed at this moment. But if I was, thank you. Thank you for reconfirming I'm doing something I was supposed to. Because I wasn't asked to do any of this. I feel like I was just meant to. Love. Keep growing. Keep shining. And keep moving forward. And a fun one I think I'll do next with you. I think we are what we eat. I really do. And I think your diet is way more than just the food in your tummy. <laughs> Love. Move forward. Keep dominating. And keep showing the world who you are. And I look forward to when you could tell me who you are.